Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. All right. All right. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Here's In the Bonus with Doug Gottlieb. What up? Doug Gottlieb Show in the bonus. You're on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome in. It's a Monday. It's November. And we are full speed ahead in football season. Uh, tell you in a moment why this is the beginning of either the reemergence of the Chargers or the end of the Brandon Staley era tonight. Um, a quick recap on what I think was a historic and interesting, fascinating win for my alma mater, Oklahoma State, this past weekend. But I, I want to start with the Dallas Cowboys and the play that uh, really felt like it changed the game. There's a lot of things, right? Cowboys were kind of a dysfunctional mess there. They got down to the six-yard line. And um, and couldn't punch it in, right? Couldn't punch it in because they got uh, a, a procedure penalty, a false start, and then other penalties and started, you know, backing up and backing up and backing up. Anyway, point is, and it's a fair and valid point, that the Cowboys, um, they became a little bit frazzled, a little bit fragmented, they're late in the game and lost to the Eagles when they had a chance to come back and win. Um, on the other hand, they would have had a touchdown reception had, uh, had they gotten just slightly over the, what is it, the, not, it's the, not the line to gain, it was the goal line. Right? And I thought, uh, I thought that play was, was it was a, kind of a great sort of teaching moment, if you will, for uh, for how officiating really works and how we sort of screwed it up, right? Um, the Cowboys are down around the goal line, right? down around the goal line, and they throw the football to Luke Shoemaker. Uh, 
Luke Shoemaker catches the ball, his knees are down. And so when he transfers the ball from catching it to falling onto the ground, it's considered not a touchdown because he was already touched when his knees were on the ground. The problem with it was the reason his knees were on the ground, he didn't catch it standing up or then diving into it uh, or kind of posting up was he was interfered with. And this happens all the time in basketball as an example. It just does. In basketball, as an example, this stuff happens all the time. It really does. And, um, you know, I just think that here's the, here's the easy analogy for it. Okay, in basketball, oftentimes, we go back to replays and we look at who the ball went off of. And, you know, in my lifetime, and I played basketball competitively for 20 some odd years, 21 years or so. Um, and then I've coached it and I've covered it for the last 21 years. And so in, in basketball, what will happen is sometimes the ball will go off one team, but that team will still retain possession. And fans are like, what's going on? Like the, the official will tell you like, well, I could call foul or I could give you the ball and say, well, just give me the ball. And oftentimes it's when you miss that foul call, right? You miss it and then you try and fix it. And this is a way to fix it. In this particular case, had instant replay not uh, not been present, it would have been a touchdown, not just because it looked like the ball uh, ended up on the goal line, but because it would have been, hey, look, we can call pass interference or we can, you know, call pass interference and give them the ball at the one inch line or we can give them a touchdown, right? But we can't go back and call pass interference because the way the rules are, are, are worked. So this is why it's like, I don't like, and even when we had pass interference where you could go and get instant replay for, the problem with it was, when does the pass interference start? Oftentimes we look at when the ball's in the air, right when the ball's about to reach the hands of the wide receiver. But sometimes the reason the wide receiver has separation, which then that has to be come back together, is the fact that the offensive player has, has pushed off. You know? Or sometimes, you know, a, a defensive guy, you know, it's, it's early in the play when it's past five yards that he's interfered with and you can't go back and make that call. There's just a lot of hard different parts to it. If you go back and call pass interference, why can't you go back and call holding? Why can't you go back and call legal procedure? And we're trying to perfect an imperfect game. So I think it was a touchdown because it's pretty obvious why. I just wish they had some sort of hybrid rule where you're like, well, we can't go back and review all pass interference, but if pass interference causes a play to go, you know, to, to be overturned, well, then we can go back and call it. Um, I thought the biggest takeaway for me was the Cowboys are right there. That shouldn't be a surprise. But it also proves that home field advantage is a real thing and the Cowboys have to learn to deal with that better. I, I thought when, when Dak drew uh, Javon Carter off sides, why didn't he try and throw it in the end zone on a free play? It's a great call to draw him off sides. Why not use that free play? And then you come out of that, inter, uh, you come out of that uh, offsides call, why were they then a mess and they, they jumped off sides? They had a, a bunch of things going on. So I just... There's a bunch of different little elements to sports that we don't talk enough about. And sometimes really good officiating is understanding I missed it. How can I put, how can I get it back for you? Uh, in regards to college football, I think the story of the weekend is Oklahoma State and an amazing win against Oklahoma. 
And it's, it's one of those stories where, let's not get it twisted, right? They, they played 118 years, and Oklahoma won 92 times. It was not a competitive rivalry. But to see Oklahoma leave their brother's school in the dust and then, you know, come in, as if you know anything about Oklahoma football, they're a, they're a confident group, puff their chest out and get beat, um, that part to it is amazing. Amazing. You know, that, that uh, the underdog team, and remember, Oklahoma State was an underdog at home, six-and-a-half-point underdog at home. I think it was five-and-a-half at kickoff. To win the game outright, the last time you're going to play your rival, who's leaving for uh, more fruitful, pa- fruitful pastures in terms of finances, that is, the, that is the absolute stuff of legend. It's incredible. It's incredible. And what a moment. And oh yeah, by the way, it signifies why we need a college football playoff. This actually goes counter in many ways to what um, Jason Stewart believes in regards to baseball. It's it's one reason. We always talk about a true champion and hey, how come the teams with the best records don't always end up? Because sometimes they're not the best at the end of the year. Again, I don't know if Oklahoma State is as good as this five-game winning streak. I have no idea. I do not. And they play Central Florida this, this week, who's not great. And uh, I think they're only a point, point half favorite on the road. Now, obviously, emotions play. You know, you got to come down after that emotional high. But based upon how they've been playing, that seems like a weird spread, considering Central Florida just won their first Big 12 game. Um, so home field advantage is real. Emotion is real. They are still kids, no matter if they are 24 years old because they're a fifth or sixth year guy. But when you have the amount of change on a yearly basis with the transfer portal and with grad transfers that we've never had, it takes coaches a minute to catch their breath and realize what exactly they have. And then sometimes you got to adjust. And I would say that Oklahoma State's the perfect, you know, right now you'd say they look like they're trending if they can win out. And they had a 12-team playoff, and they win the Big 12 championship. And I don't know if that's possible. I know Texas survived this weekend, but Texas feels like they're just much more athletic uh, top to bottom, and they'll have their quarterback back, Nathan Ewers, maybe next week. But if they were to win out, despite the two losses, they would get into the college football playoff. It was expanded to 12 teams. They won't get in as of now. Not with those two losses, no way. But what, it does, what, what a true playoff does is it rewards coaches that figure it out. You take your team. and you, I, It's what I hate about, about college basketball is with the NCAA tournament, oftentimes we don't take last 10 games. Why, we don't take last 10 games. Why? How you're playing going into the tournament should be. Regardless of what you we, – we can't be result-oriented. Well, there's no uh, equation about results in the NCAA tournament as opposed to how you played. The, right? George Mason is the perfect example of that one. George Mason, when they went to the Final Four, this is like 20 years ago almost – you know, they, they lost their last regular season game and then lost in the conference, I think, quarterfinals, and then got into the NCAA tournament and went from, uh, what, first four to the final four. And you say, well, they weren't playing well at the end of the year. Or you're playing really good league competition that knew what you were doing. But just because of those results doesn't mean that we shouldn't value how you finish. There's also the balance of how you finish. Maybe you have a soft part of your schedule. But the point is that Oklahoma State losing two games at the start of the year, now you look at what the, the results they've had, and you sit there and go, well, maybe they're pretty good. 
Or maybe they just figured it out. Remember, to start the year, they were playing three quarterbacks, three running backs. Now they have the best running back in maybe in the country, in Ollie Gordon, and um, a fifth-year senior transfer quarterback who's kind of figured it out and become the de facto mayor of Stillwater. Like, that stuff is real, and it happens, and it's coaching, and it's why it should be rewarded with a playoff. And I've never been a playoff guy beforehand, and it's not because it's my own motto, but it's because that's what coaching is about, taking your team, figuring out, figuring out the equation, and then making them the best version of themselves at the end of the year. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Let's get to what Fox says. And now. (laughs) What does the Fox say? Every day at this time on the Doug Gottlieb Show in the bonus podcast, we play for you a portion of a previous show on Fox Sports Radio or Fox Sports 1. It's called What Does the Fox Say? This is Brady Quinn, LeVar Arrington, and Jonas Knox. They had this exchange about the Raiders interim head coach, Antonio Pierce. If things go the way they went yesterday, the rest of the season, this team climbs back into the hunt, you got to give Antonio Pierce some serious consideration or, or look at him as the guy to potentially get the job. So, it, it, look, it's a, it's a people-person business, you know? We act like football is all scheme. It's still finding ways of motivating players to play well for each other and for you as a coach. He's got one win down. He's got the Jets up next. That'll be a tough game. But it's a winnable game because they can get it done on the defensive side of the ball against the Jets' offense. So they can get they can get two wins under their belt. Like I said, I believe it's it's four to five wins, four to five wins for for Antonio Pierce. I I would assume locks him in 
for being a serious, serious consideration or decision to be the head coach moving forward. I I, I can't see how you take a, a coach that can go under the circumstances of, of what they're they're under right now and get a team to turn it around to the effect of being able to win four to five games if you're not really, really good at leading men. I mean, smoking cigars after beating the Giants, though. The Giants again, are crap. Again, I don't think that I don't oh. think that it's about beating the Giants. Yes, it was about the win, but I think it was more so about how they felt. Yeah, I, th- I do think it's how they felt. And the Giants, it's not just beating the Giants. You beat the Giants where they lost their quarterback uh, early in the game. So, um, and oh yeah, by the way, like just another place where people smoke in Vegas in the locker room. You're like, man, that's, but um, the, I think Antonio Pierce, if he continues to win, and this is interesting that, you know, Ramos retires on, on Friday. And now we're talking about another guy who you could deem as, you know, former TV guy. He has been assistant in college football, but now taking over. And based upon resume, shouldn't be able to be the head coach of an NFL team. But it's not about resume. Can you lead men? Can you lead men? Can you empower your coaches? Do you know enough about what you know about? And can you, uh, you know, allow others to coach? If you can do those things, you can be great. And I think it's pretty obvious he can be great at it. But I think if there's one reason that he has a real chance to get the job is because they should have hired Rich Passaccia the first time, and they didn't, and uh, they're still kind of uh, licking their wounds because they didn't do it. You know, they should, he was the interim guy, and people think now, well, we should have hired Rich Passaccia. By the way, it's not like Rich Passaccia is getting any other gig. You know, he's not. But still, you know, the the feeling is that uh, they should have hired him, and they did not. And so he was the interim. They got to the playoffs. Now if Antonio Pierce can do the same, I just, I just don't think they have the quarterback play at the top. Uh, but they have some talent, and uh, Jason Stewart pointed out that they, hadn't even, they didn't even throw it to Devontae Adams in the first half, and yet they still won the game. And here Devontae Adams was supposedly super unhappy with the game planning previously. So right now I'm sure he's happy because they're winning, but is he happy overall? This is Richard Sherman talking about the moral victories in the Dallas Cowboys. I saw I saw your Dallas Cowboys play a really good game. Um, Thank I you. saw your guy C.D. Lamb try to make his case that he's a number one receiver. He had 11, he had 11 catches for 191. You got to give him a lot of credit. There were some weird there were some weird plays in there where yeah. you you question why he didn't get targeted on the fourth and eight. Agreed. Um, some plays at the end of the game where you're like, hey, if this is a guy, this, you got to go to the guy. And then they give him the ball at the end on the Hail Mary and he gets tackled and fumbles, yada, yada, yada. But played an overall great game. Jake Ferguson, another guy who played a really, really good he game. Um, your 11 from heaven showed up really early and, and made some plays later on. He kind of he kind of fizzled out. Probably should have been some holding calls there. There were I some agree. phantom calls in there um, that, that probably shouldn't have been called and should have been uh, different. But I thought overall they played a really good game. Like you said, Skip, you got to give them a ton of credit, but they did not win. That defense that has been causing so many turnovers, that have been getting so many sacks, didn't get them when they needed them. Um, They didn't get any turnovers in the game. They had opportunities, but the ball kind of bounced the Eagles' way. Thank you. Uh, And that's what happens sometimes in this game. I think that's fair. I think it's fair analysis. It's like what happens is when you get the super fan guys – 
like uh, like Skip and the super hater like Stephen A, you don't get to the reality of the game. And and look, I, I've I try not to be guilty of it, but I mean we're sports radio hosts. Sometimes we talk in these grandiose things instead of like micro details, which really ends up deciding the game. And I thought Sherman did a great job pointing that out. Eagles won, but let's not like act like the Eagles showed themselves showed themselves to be better. Uh, Cowboys got to shore up their offensive line, especially Lake, as that Eagles pass rush really disrupted them on that last drive when they got down to the six-yard line. But outside of that, it's a pretty evenly played game. The Cowboys can feel good that they can compete at that level. Here's Dan Patrick and the Danettes talking about C.J. Stroud. I don't know if it's bad for the Panthers, if it's worse for Bryce Young. Okay. The C.J. Stroud comparisons, though, weekly is just brutal. But it's going to continue. Man, that's... It's going to continue. Uh... The thing is, is C.J. Stroud had one of the greatest rookie performances by a quarterback in history, and he does that on the same day as Bryce Young throws a couple of pick sixes. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Here's C.J. Stroud on wanting the ball at the end to win the game. That drive, man, it, it was special, and um, that's something in this league I'm learning, man. You got to be great two minutes, um, and for me, I just want the ball. Just give me the ball, uh, call the play, and I'm going to go make a play. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the win. Yeah, it was good. He was great. He's had one interception so far this season. And he gives you reason for hope if you're the Texans. Because now, did you find your guy? And if you did, now you start to build around him. Um, I I thought C.J. Stroud was amazing there late in the game. And that last throw, the confidence in the last drive, uh, I I do think Houston has found their guy. And... It's one of the reasons that the Bryce Young thing, and I know Bryce, they won the week before against the Texans, but you have to bounce back from things, and Stroud did. Yeah, it, it does. It feels like the Texans have a dude, and they've been devoid of a quarterback since, well, since Deshaun uh, decided he didn't want to play for him. Now you give him a guy who I think gets rid of it a little bit quicker and can move a little bit better than his reputation and seems to be all in on their process. Well, you look at that division, and, and right, Anthony Richardson's out for the year. Obviously, Jacksonville has their guy, but Indy's still is, – is Richardson – does he eventually become the guy, or is he just fun because he's so incredibly talented? Right? So you got Jayville, Indy, Tennessee's probably – you know, they probably have Will Levis. It's a, it's a changing of the guard in that league. Stroud's the guy. Will Levis looks like he's the guy. Trevor Lawrence is the guy. And Richardson's going to be the guy, but he's hurt this year. That's what the Fox said. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.
This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's find out who's annoying Jason Stewart. And now it's your annoying. <laughs> Hey, Doug, this is a topic um, that I found exceptionally interesting over the weekend, and no one was talking about it today. I love this topic. Uh, if you missed it, Caleb Williams had had a great day on Saturday, but they lost to Washington. Defense, defense gave up like 50-some-odd points. Caleb Williams runs to the stance to be consoled by his mom, literally, as he's crying on her shoulder. Um, the t Twitter response was what's fascinating here. Um, RG3 may be the loudest. He says, um, watching Caleb Williams sobbing with his family after losing the game will break your heart. This man pours his heart out for his team every time he plays. Any NFL team would be lucky to have him as their quarterback. And this emotion shows how much this game means to him. Um, before you roll your eyes too, too hard, um, Robert Mathis, former All-Pro, uh, pass rusher for the Colts, probably put it put it perfectly. Sorry, RG3, but I got to chalk this up to, in the soft category. He ran and jumped in the stands to his mommy and cried. I always tell players I never lie to them, and this is not a look you want from your trigger man. Um, God bless Ro Robert Mathis, by the way, because most of the reaction on Twitter was – in line with RG3s. Like, look how much this guy cares. You know, he's a kid. This is how kids react when they lose a game. And Robert Mathis is like, no, that's not how I want. So he got a bunch of shit for this on Twitter, uh, showing that I guess it, we're not allowed to criticize a fully grown man who gets paid, what, $3.5 million to play college football? We're not allowed to criticize him for going into the stands and crying to his mom like he's a middle schooler in youth football. That's what's annoying to me about this whole thing, Doug. Uh, it is annoying. Um, it's annoying because you're right. And this has been the way for a long time with college athletics, which is everybody wants to be pros, you know, until you have to be a pro, which means you can get cut or you can get criticized, you know. And, um, you know, it's like gambling like I like to gamble, but I don't actually like to lose the money. Like, no, you got to pay up on your debts here, bud. You know, kids all want to be adults. Like, okay, you want to be adult? Fine. Guess what? You got to go out and earn your wages. Then you got to pay taxes on them. You know, then you got to do all these other things you don't do. Like, wait, wait I don't want, I, I, I didn't want to be that emancipated. Well, which, which is it? So I understand. I'm not bothered by the, the crying. Um, 
I, I don't, I'm not bothered by it, but I actually understand the criticism. And I, I couldn't agree more where guys want it both ways. You know? Exactly. Everybody, um, everybody wants it both ways. We want these guys, it classify them as employees. Like, okay, well, if you're an employee, you're held to a much different standard. Much different standard. And one of the things that we, we always are taught as broadcasters is that, um, is that we're supposed to label the college kids as kids. And that way, when they make a mistake, you say, look, he's a kid. He made a mistake. It's really hard to make that argument now because they all want to be treated as adults, as professionals. And they're making, especially Caleb Williams, a lot of money. And what do you do there? You know, what, what, what do you do there? I thought this was a perfect barometer of just kind of how soft uh, this country has become. But anyways, uh, different topic for different time. Did you see Jay Glazer report this on NFL Sunday yesterday about Josh McDaniels? There was such a big disconnect with the players there and Josh McDaniels that players recently were going upstairs to uh, the owner, Mark Davis, to tell them what their problems were. However, the big thing was, is last Thursday, there was this big airing of the grievance meeting and players just unloaded on Josh McDaniels from captain to captain to player to player. And finally, Josh McDaniels actually had Antonio Pierce get up and speak on behalf of him. And the coaches went. Antonio Pierce got up there. He said, look, guys, we have to have our own culture. It's got to be about culture here. And we also have to look at it. And he brought up the old Giants team that beat the Patriots, Josh McDaniels team in the Super Bowl in 2007 season. He said, no matter who we played, we thought we could beat them. We had a game plan that we could beat them. We had to believe that. And that's not here. We have to believe it here at the Raiders. We could beat anybody. Well, he finishes up that speech. Everybody thinks they're great. Except for Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels then goes over to him and says, don't ever talk about the Patriots like that. And then you really saw how divided that building got. That got up to Mark Davis. And I think Mark Davis looked at it and go, okay, I'm going to choose the guy who believes that we can win every single week. And that's what his plan is going to be. And by the way, this is not just a throwaway. For- so um, a fascinating story about the departure of Josh McDaniels. What, what annoys me about this entire thing, and it just sounds so unprofessional and so dysfunctional, and the only person to blame is Mark Davis. And he's 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 almost – I saw him yesterday in the locker room uh, celebrating with the guys. It's almost like Mark Davis has been given credit for firing McDaniels as opposed to getting the blame for hiring him and keeping him. There was a report after last season that McDaniels was going to be one and done or something, and he kept him through this season. I think this was an indictment on Mark Davis. This this was this move to fire him shouldn't be celebrated. It's like why was this guy even in the building? Um, I, I disagree with you there. You're trying to find, you know, guys. I mean, Bill Belichick got a second chance and he turned it into gold. You know, so. I, I, I would disagree with you. There's been lots of coaches, and you're trying to find – remember what they lost in John Gruden. John Gruden wasn't just the head coach. He ran the whole football operation. So they needed the entire football operation, and that's why Ziegler and him were fired together. Um, I do think there was a lack of humility from, uh, from McDaniels and his guys, and that's why that, – that's how it was felt and matched with – with the Raiders and you know they just were such a disaster last year losing games that they lost the locker room I also think though that um, and I don't know I didn't hear the speech but one could also say that Antonio Pierce sharing those thoughts about beating a Josh McDaniels coach team 
a little bit more than divisive, not what an assistant coach is supposed to do and plants the seeds of, hey, I want to be the head coach. I'm going to take my shot here. It's a coup d'etat. Absolutely, yes. It's a coup d'etat. That was politicking in the moment for, for getting the job. But that, I mean, that's just one layer of this that, that made that, that report fascinating. Um, so nobody could relate to this more than you, because I know you spend a lot of time on planes. Um, so the viral video, I guess, over the weekend was this woman going off on a uh, person. I guess she had been reclining her seat and this person kept trying to shove their seat up. Like, so at some point it got to this moment. The whole trip she pushed my seat. You Look, you seen it. You know she did. She put no. My, I'm allowed to put my seat back. I'm allowed to put my seat back. I'm allowed to put my seat back. Now, Doug, how do you? Where do you come out on this? Um, I understand that the receipt recliner is an option, but I do take it. Um, against people for utilizing that option we're all cramped especially back and obviously back in coach um i know it's an option and the plane gives you that option and you have the right to use it but i think you're kind of a d-bag if you use that option doug uh i disagree i i disagree i completely completely you're a recliner huh yeah, I mean, like, like that's part, the whole thing is set up so that I recline, you recline, we all recline. It's recline time. Yeah, I don't, I don't like once I take off. Once we're past ten thousand feet, right? Because you know, when you're taking off, you can't recline. You're not allowed to for a reason because you'd fall on somebody's lap. Like I do not understand this. You're not allowed to recline. Like fuck you, dude. Like why not? You just added a a condition though. If the person behind you is reclining, then you you recline, or it doesn't no, matter. No, it doesn't matter. Oh, so they're every- allowed to recline. They don't have to, but they're allowed to recline. Yeah, like the seat does that for a reason. And it's specifically designed so it shouldn't affect your knees if you're sitting properly. Again, I get that it all, it all sucks. It, it's not fun. You want to be in, get extended leg room and be up front in the big chair. Totally get it. Reality is, hey man, this is what it is. Um... Uh, yeah, I, I I disagree. If the seats didn't recline, that's something. But also, a lot of this is people just they slouch in their seats. I'm guilty of it as well. Slouching your seat, that's what happens. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, seat recliner woman. Yep. Mark Davis and Caleb William, the Caleb Williams situation where Robert I Mathis. I think the Caleb Williams asshole. crying situation is the most annoying, to be honest with you. Right? Like, again, everybody wants to be. Everybody wants to be in. Um, um, everybody wants to be professionals. Then you take criticism as a professional and what happens, you know, that's not how it's supposed to work. So to people who want the double standard, the double edge, Oh, I'm, they're pros, but you can't treat them like pros. You're annoying. Why are we doing this? Why do I? Because we can. Uh, Doug, there's a caveat to this sound. I We looked all over, by the way. We looked all over. Uh, our crack staff here at Fox Sports Radio and I like looked all over the internet. We just couldn't find an uncensored version of this. But this is Micah Parsons at the end of yesterday's game, and then I will translate it for you afterwards. 
That's a freaking warrior. There's multiple times I was like, that's Jack Prescott, bro. Like, he's a dog. He a warrior. Uh, was, I got unbelievable confidence in him. I thought he had a great game. Um, you know, I think people need to put more respect on him. He outplayed everyone today. Um, so to translate the edited part, Dak's a freaking warrior. There were multiple times I was like, that's Dak motherfucking Prescott, bro. He's a dog. He's a warrior. Doug. Um, I'm, I'm actually with him on this one. I'm actually with him. Um, one, I love the cursing, but two, I, I love the fact Dak was good. Dak did. Now, um, it wasn't his fault that he got sacked there late in the red area. He's not perfect, but I thought, I thought Dak Prescott played good enough to win in a tough environment and they showed he, he did show some toughness. I got no problem with those remarks. You know, he, when he's not good, we got to say it. When he is good, we can say it as well. Yesterday he was good. And oh yeah, by the way, dropping an F-bomb with it never hurts. Why can we play it? Because we can. Let's get to our pick of the day. Okay, sir, the bet is to you. All in, baby! It's time for the pick of the day. Okay, today's pick of the day comes from Monday Night Football. The Jets are taking on the Chargers. Um, the Chargers are a three-point favorite in New York against the Jets. Remember, the Jets are four and three. The Chargers are three and four. Chargers, um, they uh, they lost two, one, two, lost two. I think they win a second one in a row today, and I think they do it by more than three points. Um, I also think that uh, this game screams for the under. I think the Chargers will be a little bit conservative with what they're doing because they do respect the Jets' talent defensively, although the Jets are a little bit undisciplined. But I also don't think the Jets are going to find a way to score. Um, I like the Chargers and the under. That's it for the In the Bonus podcast. Uh, check us out daily on the radio show, 3 o'clock Eastern, two, uh, noon Pacific, on the iHeartRadio app, it follows this in podcast or listen live at Fox Sports Radio or FoxSportsRadio.com. I'm Doug Gottlieb. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 